space. I am Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. Hi, everyone. Hi. I do a thing before um, this whole thing begins. I like do like a, a sound check. I don't know. Am I the only one? I have a great time with myself. Like I have a great time and that is not a masturbation reference. I mean, that's fun too. I don't know why I said all that, but, uh, yeah, like I just have a really good time with myself. I have found that recently that like, I'll just be like out and about and I'll be like giggling and shit. And I'm like, I'm having a nice time and I'm just alone in my car. And I think that that is the secret to everything. Maybe I have no idea, but, um, Hi. Yeah. Right before here, I, uh, I was, I don't know when you guys record on, I still record on GarageBand. I know that that is archaic and no one else does it, but it's the one that I like understand the most. All right. Um, but like when you open a new doc or a new thing, remember that ticker thing from like music class in elementary school that was like tick, tick, tick back and forth. I'm sure musicians use it currently. Like I'm sure it has some sort of like thing everybody uses like I'm sure like there's a reason for it but man I fucking hate that thing so much man I hate that thing um and it's when I had my old computer I had somehow figured out how to make it always shut up and now I have my new computer and I don't remember how I did it slash I have no idea what it's called so I can't google it I'm sure I can I don't I don't know I have like a mass. Does anybody else have this? I have a massive list of things that I'm like, I should figure that out. And I don't think about it ever again until it comes back up. And this is one of them where I'm like, oh, I should look at that. And then I just never will. Oh, man. Uh, it has been uh, a, a long, not long, um, I guess long. A lot of stuff has gone down in the last week. It's been a fun week or so. I did my in-person training, I believe. I was recording while that was going on the night that it my the night of my first day I did my last two weeks episode where I was recording that and uh and I was just like, Oh, it's in person. Um it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. I did a good job, I think. Um it's so funny. So I've been sick the last couple of days and I think I'm fine now, thank God. <sighs> I think I don't know, what a nightmare. You know what I mean? I don't know. Does anybody else have this? I'm all over the place. Um when I get sick I like gaslight myself like more than any other moments in my life. Like where I'm like, you're not really sick. You obviously don't feel that bad. You could just do like these four or five things. Like I'm so awful to myself. And it's, it's, it's wild because like when I used to be, I mean, I've been like this the whole time. Right. But I'm like way more self-aware and like way more in tune with like my insides, insides, um, not like my guts, but like my, I think everybody knew what I was talking about. Um, my brain, like I'm way more in tune with the voices in my head and you know, which ones are the ones I listen to, which ones are just like old tapes. Uh, and so I know I've done this my whole life when I'm sick. I'm so like, and, and when getting COVID really bad, really helped me like not be mean to myself. Cause it was just like, Oh, if you don't rest, like you could do more damage, like just lay down. And I, I think I just had a, uh, I think the last few days there was a little, I think there's a bug going around like a regular sick bug going around, uh, Los Angeles. I know a bunch of people who are not COVID, but sick. And, but I also like, it lays me out, you know, ever since my whole long haul COVID thing, I got made fun of the other night while I was bartending by this random dude that I don't 
um, that I've only worked with a few times. He's very sweet. He's very cute. I have random dude. I have no, I like, I find him so attractive and he is, I don't know. I think he's like 32. I know he has like a girlfriend. So like, there's not anything that'll ever be there. And he's also like every woman that works there is like, really? And I'm like, cause he's just not the, like, he's just not the conventional whatever. But I find him like, as soon as he walked in the first time I saw him, I was just like, who's that? And they were like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I was like, he is, he seems nice. Like, so every time he talks to me, I'm like blushy and shit. And he knows I have a crush on him because I told him. And then he told me he had a girlfriend. And I was like, oh, well, there's that, buddy. But uh, he like made fun of me. He like made fun of me for calling it long haul COVID. He's like, did you just say long haul COVID? <laughs> and I was like, are you laughing at the thing that like I need an inhaler for and that like knocks me out and I have to carry around like heavy duty, like head medicine shit. Like, are you what, what's happening? And he's like, it's just called long COVID. And I was like, Oh, I've had it since the OG, you know, when, when they just called it long haulers. And I guess now they just call it long haul, but what a dick. Right. Uh, not a, I mean, he was trying to, I think he was trying to be like, flirty. I'm not, I don't know where I go, where, I, but so I like with my long haul shit, I get back to the sick thing. Like I still like, you know, I get, it lays me out, which normally I think before it wouldn't really have laid me out that much. But like, I like the last three days I've had a couple of, um, uh, you know, I'm doing the online trivia hosting and that's what the in-person training was. I'm, I trained to do in person and I think I'm leaving town next week and I'm kind of stoked about it, but I'm not sure. I got a message from the manager, manager. I don't, I, they all, I don't know what corporate titles are. Um, but he was like, I got to train you on this thing. I'm like, does that mean I'm fucking going up North man? That'll be really rad. But, but so like, uh, it's a other than like, I, I've like hosted a couple of trivia games and then there's been some meetings on zoom. But other than that, I've been literally like knocked out asleep, like knocked out sleeping like nine hours a night. And then like doing like three things, like three very easy behind your computer things. And then sleeping like hardcore sleeping for another like eight hours during the day. It's been, uh, I think it's past today was the first day that I like, I was able, like, I wasn't all achy and shit, but it's so funny. Like I listen to myself and like how mean I am to myself when I'm sick, like where I'm like, you don't actually feel that bad. You're making this up. You're being lazy. You're procrastinating. You're this, you're that. And like, I don't, I don't take those voices personally anymore. And I know they're not me. And so it's not like I like internalize it, but like after like day two, I was like, Jesus Christ brain, like, lay off, man. Like I need to nap. <laughs> like that's all that's happening. Like, it's not like I'm like, I had to cancel a couple shows, which sort of sucked in another like meeting. And the person I canceled a meeting with, she seemed annoyed. And I, I don't care. I don't care. But I, I mean, I've, I've told you guys, like I wasn't really allowed to be sick as a kid. Like if I wasn't like as a child, I told you guys about the dictionary in second grade. And if I didn't, I'm going to tell you right now. So if you've heard this one, I don't know, hit mute for like two minutes um, or just listen. Cause it's a wild story, dude. I think about this all the time. So I was in uh second grade. Was it second grade? I think it was, no, it was, yeah, it was second grade, second or third grade. Oh, now I can't. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, second grade, Miss Glapion's class. And this broad, and I think, like, I think I have this dictionary now. I think she just, like, so I was sick one morning, uh, you know, and you go to your parents like you do. You're like, I had my dad, and I was like, I'm sick. 
And then my dad did his normal thing, which was like, well, you don't look sick, AKA you're not, you know, like, you know, currently puking while you're telling me this. And, um, and there's no blood coming anywhere. Like there's no, like you're not bleeding. You don't have a broken bone or something like only like, unless I was like, like bleeding out of my mouth or fucking puking out of uh, that's gross. But you know what I mean? Like, unless I was like visibly like deathly ill, I had to go to school. And the amount of times that like I like threw up places that was just like horribly embarrassing um, that would have been all avoided if I just stayed home. Right. And before you're like, well, wasn't he a single parent? What, what maybe like I was a latchkey kid. So like anytime I stayed home alone, home from school, I was alone. Like he would get like soup and, you know, and ginger ale and shit. And then he would like, you know, I would make a bed in the living room and I'd watch movies all day while I slept. And I, like, oh, I remember having uh, the flu one time when I was a kid. And I had diarrhea and this isn't the poop scoop. I had diarrhea and I had, and I was puking. And I remember I like poop, like, you know, I was a little kid. I was probably like, I don't know, probably around, I might've been the same flu that made me leave Miss Lapion's class. Um, but I pooped my pants like, like sharded like 19 times that, that afternoon. And there was no one around. And I, I don't know, like a lot of my childhood is very blurry cause it was, you know, um, sketchy and uh so i like a lot of my childhood memories are like you know when you get super drunk and you're not like blacked out drunk but you're like drunk and uh, you know the memory you wake up the next morning and the memories you have are like blurry but they're there that's how a lot of my childhood is like that's the only like thing i can like equate it to so i don't know if my dad just saw you know like 12 pairs of poopy underwear and was just like well that that's what happens or if he said anything or what but i know i pooped my pants a ton one day when i had the flu at home but like it took like I had to literally be throwing up in front of him in order for him to like let me stay home. So I'm in second grade. I have the flu and I'm sitting in my Miss Clapion's class and I wonder where that bitch is now. Um, and I mean that endearingly sort of the next thing. This is wild how this woman reacted because what is second grade like? eight, seven, maybe like I was a, like a child, like a literal child. And she had this college dictionary that if it was so goddamn important to her, why would she allow her second graders, seven or eight year olds play with it? Right? Like why? I think about this way too much. Um, and not that like, I'm like thinking about it. Like I'm like, Oh, I feel bad still, but it's just wild. I can't imagine getting this mad at a kid. So or if something meant that much to me and I was a second grade teacher, you're sure shit I wouldn't bring it to my classroom and be like, hang out with this thing that I have a lot of uh, sentimental attachment to. But here we are. So I, I, I just remember looking through the dictionary. I don't know what I was looking at, but I remember being like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And I stand up and I, my plan was to just, I still had the dictionary in hand. And my plan was to just leave the classroom and go throw up. Right. And like, whatever consequences be damned. Like I'll come back and be like, I puked. I didn't get a hall pass or whatever. But I got to the trash can and I puked in the trash can and like some of the puke got on this beloved dictionary. And when I tell you, like I went to school, we like that was a K through sixth grade school. And also I, her, her son was like two years older than me. So we went to the same high school. I want to say 
like from second grade until her son graduated high school. Anytime she saw me, she'd mention that dictionary I puked on. And I think I have it, but I don't remember how it played out, but I have a dictionary that I don't remember how I got it. It looks exactly like that. So I don't know if she was just like, just keep it. And if my dad was like, I'll replace it. I have no idea. She looked at me like I should replace it. And I'm like, I don't. And now as I look back, like as a kid, I felt so guilty. Like I did this horrible thing to this woman and now as an adult, I was like, I was a fucking kid. Tom probably should have offered to replace it. And maybe he did, or, and maybe this bitch had her own thing, but that's like over a decade that she brought it up to a child who threw up. And I'm like, yeah, lady, I got it. It was super embarrassing. I didn't have any friends as was, or as it was. Um, but yeah, so I think a lot of it is that like my dad always like instilled this, like if I wasn't like, you know, like having to go to the hospital, even like one time, but like, like we weren't allowed to go to the hospital for shit. You know what I mean? Like even like my, uh, my little cousin, when she was like three or four fell off of like a pretty high bunk bed and knocked herself unconscious and didn't breathe for like a minute. And my dad's telling me this story and I'm like eight and he's like, and then they brought her to the hospital. Can you believe how much they baby her and me as an eight year old was like, yeah, what a baby. And then I grew up and I was like, yeah, I think that's what you should do. What? Like, thank God I never had anything major happen. I broke my thumb in seventh grade and now, you know, it, he told me to basically walk it off. And now if I hold it in one position for too long, it hurts and it pops out of socket. And you know, when the weather changes, it hurts a little bit too. Um, but wild, right? So I've been sick the last few days and I'm grateful that I'm at least, I understand that that voice is not me, you know, it's just old tapes and I rested. I was just like, you know what, Brian, and you guys know that's what I call my loud brain. Uh, I was like, you know what, Brian, if you want to bitch about us laying in bed when we barely can lift our head, go ahead. I'm going to sleep though. So yell into nothing, man. And you know, it's so funny with those voices and those old tapes, as soon as I, and I feel like that's the same way with meditating. Like people have this idea when you're meditating, your brain is supposed to be completely quiet. And that's just not what your mind does. Your mind is, it's supposed to think, right? And meditation is to try and quiet the mind. And, and especially when I, when I first started meditating, I was, you know, so hard on myself because my mind was so fucking loud or my brain or whatever, so fucking loud. And then when I started like reading into it and listening to guided meditations, it's all, it's like, yeah, everyone's mind is loud. And the trick is to see how long you can get it to be quiet. But when it's, when it's not quiet, acknowledge it, you know, like if you, like if you don't acknowledge it and you try to ignore it, it gets louder. But if you're like, oh yeah. And you acknowledge it kind of like a car passing by. Yep. I see that thought. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I didn't mean for this to turn into a whole meditation thing, but yeah. So as soon as I like acknowledge my shitty thoughts, I, you know, just like in a loving way, um, they lose a little bit of power over me. I uh, bartended this last weekend at this spot that I bartend at sometimes. And I had such a weird empowering moment where now I feel a little like, like I feel like, like intellectually, I'm like, no, that's what you should have done. But like my guilt and my like, you know, like perfectionism and uh, fear of authority and all that shit that, you know, has me in therapy and, and, and 12 steps. Um, 
that's really loud. But like the first night, so there, there's a woman that uh, bartends and this place is kind of a free for all where everyone drinks a bunch. Right. And it's kind of expected that you do shots. Right. The first night we all got kind of drunk. Um, but I clean really fast. Right. Like, I, and I like, I'm one of the bartenders that like, I, you know, I, and I, and, and people like working with me because of this, like I clean and I want to get the fuck out of there. And there's some bar and you're, if you're listening, you're like, yeah. And you're, you've never bartended. You're probably like, yeah, that's what you should want to do. Cause the quicker you clean, the quicker you're going to get out of there, especially when it's like two 30 in the fucking morning. Right. Not everyone's like that. I worked with a guy, the bar that I got my bad COVID, which we're coming up on two years. How fun is that? Um, I, the bar that I got the bad COVID at this fucking dude would clean like we would close together and he would clean the same spot slowly on the counter for like an hour while I cleaned the whole bar and no one ever wanted to work with him because he also was super dumb I mean like maybe one of the dumbest people I've ever ever met in my life and he was one of the worst kind of dumb people one of the dumb people that thinks he's really smart um you know what he said to me in uh September of 2020 before the quote dark winter came where everywhere I got my COVID where it was like before the vaccine, like, you know, whatever, like COVID still currently here. So this is like two years ago. He looks at me and he goes, I just don't understand why we can't just fully open back up. Like if you were going to get COVID already, you would have gotten COVID. So like, can't we just like, it's like, well, there's a lot to unpack on that idiotic statement you just made. And I don't, I, I mean, I was so used to this guy saying dumb shit that I would just smile and go, mm, and I'd walk away because I was like, I don't care. I don't care enough to, and you're not a person. I, but yeah, he used to like, and then I got good at like what, when we closed together, I just started cleaning half of the bar, doing like half of it and stocking half of it and then going to the manager in front of him and being like, I did X, Y, Z and this and this. And all this dude has to do is like two more things. Can I go? And the guy, the manager would look at the, the, the dumb guy and he would be like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cause I was like, I'm not cleaning the fucking bar all night. Also, this guy liked to stay on to like milk the clock. There's a lot of people that do that too. That will just like hang out extra hours at the bar just so they can get more of the tip pool. I'd rather lose 30 minutes of the tip pool than stay at a bar at three in the morning when you're just standing there, whatever. Right. So Friday night I clean fast just cause I want to get the fuck out of there and I have other things to do in the morning. Right. So I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning and I got my stuff done. Like each bartender has their own allotted stuff. So I got my stuff done and I went over to this girl who works there. I went over to her and I, and I started to help her and she, you know, and grant you, everybody had been drinking all night. So she was drunk, uh, but she like flipped out at me. She's like, this isn't your job. Your job is over there. I'm like, well, I finished my job. And she was like, then you need to wait until glasses are done. But I, you can't help me. And I was like, well, what if, what if I want to go home? So why don't we do this? And then we all can help with glasses and then maybe we can cut that short and get the fuck out of here. But she was like screaming and I was like, okay, never mind. So I waited for the cups and then the next night I was working and I finished my stuff and I just went to one of the bartenders and I said, Hey, I'm going to take off. And I like, I don't work here. I just fill in sometimes. Right. So it's not like, like, I think if I worked there full time, I probably would feel a little bit differently, but maybe not. Cause like, it's just so obnoxious. Um, but I just went over to the, the, one of the guys that I've worked with that, you know, works there for a long time. And I was just like, Hey man, I'm going to take off. Okay. I did X, Y, and Z. And last night when I tried to help, she yelled at me and I'm not waiting another 30 minutes while cups come out. I'm going home. And he was like, 
oh, uh, yeah. And I kind of feel guilty, but I kind of don't. Right. Um, mostly because again, she wasn't, she was all drunk. So, you know, who knows how it's going to play out, but also I don't work there, but it's just so funny. And I, I am learning new boundaries. I'm pretty good at boundaries, but now there are new ones. Like, I feel like every time I learn something or I like get something down, you know what I mean? Like I'm good at boundaries now. Like I'm good at like telling people, no, I don't want to do that. That doesn't work for me. Like I've, I've worked on that for uh, several years now. I'm good at it. Now there's new boundaries that come about where it's like, now people don't walk. Like now I, I say no to harder things. Um, I don't know, man. I just left. And that's what I did a couple years ago with that guy. And that guy couldn't say anything. He's like, oh, I've been standing here wiping this, this, this 10 by 10 spot on the bar. Isn't that wild? There are people like that. I don't know. So I realized something today. Well, I've known this for a very long time. Now, before I say it, understand this is going, I know this is going to ignite quite a bit of anger for a lot of people. Because I've known this for a long time and I truly don't know why. So we're just going to unpack it here like we do on Crawl Space. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what it is and then I'm going to unpack it. And maybe maybe I'll have an aha moment or maybe it just doesn't fucking matter why. I don't like Halloween. I don't care for it. I don't like dressing up. I don't like acknowledging other people's costumes. Now, look, I like really amazing costumes like above and beyond, but like even that to me is like, man, you, a lot of people spend more time on their Halloween costume, like planning their Halloween costume than they do their lives. Like it's like marriage. Like a lot of people spend more time talking about the wedding than they do planning. Like what kind of marriage do we want? You know what I mean? Like, do we both want this or how will we handle that? You know, like, it's just, it's so bananas to me. Also, I can count more that I can count way more people than I should be able to. And hopefully this has stopped, but I'm saying in the last like six years, I know at least eight white people off the top of my head that have done blackface. And I don't understand how that's still fine. And it's not fine, but I think about that a lot. Like people just, and like, and the, the appropriation that happens, like it's just Halloween is just, it's just a, not my day. I don't enjoy it. But I'm doing this job now where we have to dress up for certain events. And I'm a cat, which I know it seems, seems, uh, and I'm not going to name names on the, the, uh, the people who are doing blackface. That's fucking wild. It's wild to me that none of those pictures have come out. It's wild to me. It's been in the last five years. It's wild to me that these people still have friends. Um, I think about that every Halloween, every Halloween. I think about those guys, those, the, and they, they were all men, by the way. Uh, I think about those guys and I'm like, where were your friends that were like, dude, that's not fine. It's not an okay. Anyway. So this job I have, when we do Halloween events, there's a couple of like trivia Halloween office events, right? And we have to dress up. And, and it's cool because the company gives you like a certain amount, like, like a reimbursement. You just send them a receipt. So it's a rad company because it does do that a lot. Um, but that's why my cat ears and it's kind of a bummer because I forgot that they won't show up in the Zoom backgrounds because um, they're really cute. They're really cute. Uh, and then I, like I have a wig I wear. I didn't wear it today just because my hair looked good. And then I drew, you know, whiskers and a nose. And as I was drawing a whisker and a nose, literally I was like, I fucking hate this. 
I hate this. And I'm like, so I've been thinking about it all day. Like, why do I hate this so much? Like what went down? And in my experience, it's like a lot of people think it's big wings and we'll, we'll unpack that. And, and in my experience, when I, when one dislikes something as much as I dislike Halloween, there's probably some sort of childhood thing that happened. And like, I don't, you know, that actually was one of the days that like, wasn't that, you know, one of the holidays that wasn't like full of trauma or drama, you know? Um, I do remember one year I was a witch. I was, I don't know, probably in that third, fourth grade, fifth grade, you know, I was a, like a child and I was a witch and I had, I had, you know, this big black cloak thing and a big hat, you know, witch hat. And then we painted my face green and we had the green nose or whatever. And I had this, this, this broom and my mom came over. And as you guys know, my mom wasn't in the picture too much, you know, um, uh, with, with these sorts of things sometimes here and there, but like it usually was Tom and I. And so my mom came over on a lot of Halloweens from what I remember. And my mom and dad got along. Like there was no, and I remember when that year when I was a witch, it like snowstormed snowed while we went out and trick or treated and that's Colorado. So we were used to not wearing like an LA it's going to, I don't know, it's probably going to be 85 degrees on, on Halloween. It's always super hot. So you can wear whatever the fuck you want. Right. But Colorado, we are used to it being freezing on Halloween. So whatever you chose to wear, you'd have to make sure you could wear like eight layers underneath and still be cute in your costume. Right. And, and that year I remember, so it's snowing really bad. And I, I think my friend Holly used to, uh, was trick or treating with us this year. I'm not sure if she was, or if it was just me and my parents. I don't know, but, and I don't have a lot of memories of my parents, uh, together, talking, liking each other. Um, I have a bunch of screaming memories and I have a bunch of like awkward small talk but mostly the screaming and awkward avoiding, right? Like I don't have a lot of memories of my parents, like, and this is one of them. So I, I was, and, and it's sad and I can't think that I don't like Halloween because of this moment, but this moment I, I is in my brain um, when I think about Halloween. So my parents, it's blizzarding outside and not blizzarding, like it was, you know, Colorado snow, but if you live in LA, it was probably like Stormwatch 20, you know, whatever year it was. Um, my, my dad had these big golf umbrellas. So he had the umbrella just to keep my mom and him from getting snow on them. It, I mean, I had a ton of snow on me, right? But I was a little kid. So I was like running around and I remember being behind them. I don't know how many, I tried to write this in a story once. And, uh, uh well, I'm, I have a, as I told you guys, I'm trying to write a book about my father and I's relationship. It's, it's not easy. Um, but one of the chapters is about this. And before this, I've never really told anybody this before, but I was walking behind them. I was walking behind them and they were, you know, like linked up like a couple, you know, and they'd been divorced several years. My mom had, you know, a handful of boyfriends and like the fighting and like, I'd never, you know, I, I never, I don't think my parents were ever in love. When my dad proposed to my mom, he said, I'm very in like with you. And my mom was like, that's good enough. And then they went to Vegas or they wanted to go to Vegas. And then my Catholic grandma was like, nope, you're getting at least get married here with us. You don't have to get married by a priest. And then they went to Vegas. So that's like, I don't even know if they ever loved each other. You know what I mean? I have, I, I have no idea. And that question is either dead with, you know, Tom or, you know, it's uh, my mom's memories are so her 
her stories of the past are so, you know, blurred out by substance and, and, you know, substance. And because I, I, the only reason why I say that is I know my dad, when he, when he was dying, he said that my mom somehow got a hold of his number and was calling him a lot and saying that he was the love of her life. And I know she wasn't sober while this was happening, you know, and, uh, yeah, because she used to leave me some wild messages too. And like, so I'm like, that is wild. And it's also fucked up, you know, if you know what, as you know, what happened to me. But like, but like, I don't think my parents ever even loved each other, right? I mean, I think that they, like my dad literally, both of them told me that story. And then a third person, I can't remember who the third person was, like my uncle or something was like, yeah, your dad proposed by saying, I'm very much in like with you. I'd like to get married. And they, my mom, that's wild to me. But, um, and so I'm, I, they're in front of me, they're under the umbrella and it's, you know, it's gathering a lot of snow and I'm behind them and my dad dumps the umbrella full of snow directly on top of my head and neither one of them blinked. Like I was like, and I don't even think I said anything. I think I was so used to these two making me an afterthought that like, and, and they used to, and my mom used to say I was such a good baby. Like, that's such a weird red flag, by the way, when parents are like, he was such a good baby. It's like, no, your kid, your baby learned early on that their needs didn't matter. So because when when a baby needs something, it's like they cry to get what they need. But if they're consistently not getting what they need, they stop crying. Right. So when like my mom always is like, you're such you were such a good baby. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's because I was really neglected, man. But like they didn't even turn around to like, I don't even know if I told them they dumped all that snow on me. Um, and I like, that's such a sad story. It's just, but it, that was most of my childhood, right? That was like actually the tame shit. But I can't think that's why I don't like Halloween. Like that, like, cause you know, years to come after that, I was, I tried to be Ginny Garth one year. That just, that, that didn't pan out. I ended up wearing some weird tie-dye shirt I gave my dad for his 40th birthday. Um, I, I don't know, and a hat that someone, I, I don't know. Uh, my favorite costume though, my Aunt Amy, my Aunt Amy, who was like my mom, right? She, uh, she, she used to sew these awesome costumes. And one year she made me a genie costume. I had to wear 18 layers underneath it, but it was like, and I'm pretty certain I've told you guys this like early on crawl space, but like you know, so I have like not that, I mean, that, that snow memory kind of sucks, but like, it's actually not that bad of a memory compared to the rest of, you know, the childhood memories. But like, I can't, in my experience, me disliking something this much, I can't, so, like something had to have happened back then, but I have no idea. And then like, I, and then a lot of people, and this may be what it is, is, but I don't remember liking Halloween before I worked at Big Wang's. So Big Wang's is the sports bar that I worked at forever. Most of you know what know about that. It's now since closed. The last one, last one fell like a month and a half, two months ago. The, the last one standing. But um, working in a sports bar during Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving. Actually, people are pretty rad when you work on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is actually the one that you kind of want to work because people are weirdly generous and very kind. Christmas usually brings out the dickheads. Uh, but New Year's, St. Patrick's Day and Halloween are not fun days to bartend, right? Or to waitress. Bartending is a different story, but I, I mostly waitressed when, I, when Halloween was around, right? Um, and people just act like assholes when they're dressed up. 
they just act like assholes. Like it's like for the night, they don't have to be a polite person. They can just be a cunt because like they're not wearing their regular, their, their regular face, but they're assholes. Right. And, and I don't mind bar. Like I try to bartend on Halloween this year. It's on a Monday. So I'm bartending all weekend, but I don't mind bartending these things because I have a full bar in between me and the assholes. But when you're waitressing and also people kind of expect the bartender to not give a fuck. Um, but when you're a waitress and you walk up to a table after getting ran into, pushed all that stuff from assholes and costumes, uh, it might be big wings. That's why I hate Halloween. It might be also the effort, man, the effort, like it's just wild to me. Uh, but you have to walk up, you walk up to the table full of adults and they're all smiling very eagerly at you, hoping you'll ask about their idiotic costume. And I don't know why it just, it's a bah humbug for me, man. I don't know. Like you walk up and you're like, what do we have here? A witch, Harry Potter, hilarious. You know, like I just don't like Halloween. And I finally years and years ago, so I went to the, uh, there's a huge West Hollywood uh, ha- uh, Halloween party, right? And they close off all of has- West Hollywood. And I guess the costumes are insane. I tried to go once living here in LA. One time I had a full blow. Oh, I think I did I tell you guys about this, this random girl. I don't know. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I've told you, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because it's a really good story or it's really f- weird. It, it, like maybe I've just never had a good Halloween. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe if I had a kid, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. But I know people have dogs and they get really into Halloween because they like their dog dressing up. Lucy would never let me come near her to do that. Any sort of costume. Henry, anytime I got him anything kind of costume wise, there was like an unspoken understanding that all he had to do is take one photo. Like I'd put it on him, he'd get up, he'd stand. It's like he knew he would stand up high. He would, he would pose. I would take a photo and then I'd put it away. And I, I was like, I promise I'll never, I'll never. Um, there is a jack-o'-lantern t-shirt that I used to put on him quite a bit, but that was just when he was anxious. So it was like his like, you know, weighted blanket. And we have it, we have it hanging where Lucy sometimes sleeps and I hope she still smells him on there. Man, that got really sad. Um, so I decided to go to West Hollywood, right? So there's this random broad. This is like 2013. I remember because Mouthy Pants, my old open mic that I ran with Whitney. This was the year of that. And there's some there's some girl. And I have not seen this woman since this night at all. So she comes up to me before Halloween. And she's like, what are you doing for Halloween? I don't even know this broad's name. That's how long ago it's been. And that's how, how not close we were. Christina? I have no idea. So she comes up to me and she's like, what are you doing for Halloween? And I was like, oh, nothing. And she's like, oh my God, will you be in a matching costume with me? And we'll go to West Holly or we'll go hang out together. We'll go to parties together. And I was like, oh, now, by the way, I've gone through my rules. And if someone doesn't have any friends, there's a reason why. If the first thing a person wants to do with you, oh, and she was like, I'll pick out the costumes. I'll pay for everything. You don't even have to do anything. You just have to come with me. That's a red flag. That person's probably crazy. But I was like, okay. Cause I was still in the, like, I want to enjoy. I don't like 4th of July either. Sorry guys. They're loud. It's a lot of people. I don't enjoy it. I do like St. Patrick's day. I haven't been out in St. Patrick's day in years though. Cause of COVID and all that, whatever. But and the Super Bowl is pretty awesome. New Year's Eve, I could take it or leave it. But, it, you know, the, the 4th of July and Halloween, 4th of July is just loud. I'm like a dog. I, I don't like the loud noises. But um, 
plus like celebrating the freedom when it's just there's a lot to unpack politically I don't know we can get into it but so this girl like that's a red flag and again I was like back back then and probably for a few years after that I was still trying to be maybe not maybe this was the last straw where I was like I I still want to like Halloween like everybody likes it I still want to go to the parties I still want to blah 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 and so I tell this girl yes so we're sexy Wayne and Garth we're sexy Wayne and Garth so she shows up with this tube top this uh, Wayne, Wayne, I'm Wayne and she's Garth because she's blonde and I'm brunette. And she shows up with, you know, tube top, tube socks, you know, like she's like, do you have Davy, Daisy Dukes? That's all you need. So we basically wore like nothing and she had a, she had her drumsticks and I had the hat on. Right. And so she shows up and I had just done laundry. And so I had my laundry, I had my laundry like on my kitchen table, like in a basket she brought over these Mar- uh, beer Rita's from Bud Light. They were disgusting. They still exist, I think. I have no idea how, but they I think they still do. So she brought them over and we're drinking them and they're so gross. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, and she starts trying to fold my laundry. And I'm like, oh, hey, don't do that. And she's like, she's like, sorry, I have this like thing when I see laundry. I just really love folding it. And like, I know part, like now I'm like, man, I would have just let her fold it. But we all have our ways of folding it. Plus she's basically a stranger. And my underwear was in there. I don't know. The whole thing kind of freaked me out. And I was like, oh yeah, I'd prefer you not do that. And she was like, oh, oh okay. So then I pick up my laundry basket. I walk into my bedroom and I put the lot, I dump the laundry on my bed. And and I'm like, I'm going to get changed. So I go in the bathroom, I get changed, I whatever. I come out of the bathroom and she's sitting on my bed folding my laundry. I'm like, girl, she's like, sorry, I just knew it was in here not being folded. And I was like, get out of my bedroom. We don't know each other, right? Like, I don't know why I agreed to this weird little thing, but I did. And here we are. So I think Whitney drove us over to uh, my manager and his girlfriend's house. And these two were such little assholes about this whole situation, which then I felt so guilty. And now I look back and it's like, it's like Miss Glapion puking on the thing. Like I had, a, I'll, we'll get there. But so we get over there and they have, you know, we're, we're having some drinks and he lives, her, my manager lives like, I don't know, like three blocks from where the parade is. So we are like, cool, we'll just park there. We'll like, we'll park there and then we'll walk over. So we start walking and more people are coming and more people are coming and like you know the crowd is getting bigger and bigger and I just have a straight panic attack like I freak the fuck out like I like and my manager and his girlfriend who is also a good friend of mine uh got really mad at me for a long time a long time like literally like a long like I had a panic attack like I freaked out um and they got still got to go to the party like I just was like I gotta get out of here and the girl who was Garth was like well how am I gonna go out without Wayne and I was like I don't know but I can't be here I'm you know like a legit panic attack like I flipped out right and Whitney was like, I'll drive you home. So then he's trying to drive me home. If you've ever been in West Hollywood on Halloween, not a great idea in your car. We can't get out, right? So we're driving. I'm freaking out. This girl's like, actually, I think I'm just going to get out of the car and I'll figure out my own way. So she left and I have not seen or talked to her since. I think we're friends on Facebook, but I don't remember her name. So maybe we're not. But she's gone, right? And so Whitney drives me home. I have a panic attack. And this couple is so mad at me next morning. And like, I didn't ruin their night. They still got to go out. Like, it's not like I made them take care of me. Whitney, if anybody should be upset, but he was like, yeah, this happens. But that was the year that I was like, I don't like crowds. I don't, I shouldn't do this. Remember my birthday when I forgot about that for a minute. And I went to that 
well, I didn't think it was going to be that crowded in there, right? I didn't. And I also thought, I don't know what I thought, but like, I don't like that. I don't like clo- enclosed hundreds of people, especially in costume, dancing around, not giving a fuck about their, 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 their space. You know what I mean? I just thinking about it right now is giving me, so I think that might, might be why I don't like Halloween. Maybe this one we could just chalk up to just like, I don't like crowds and I don't like assholes. Instead, it doesn't always have to go back to the childhood, I suppose. But yeah, as I was doing it I, this morning, I was putting on the, the whiskers and the nose. I was like, man, I truly hate this. And I don't really like dressing up in general. Like when they're like, it's a theme costume party. I'm like, Ugh. and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know, but I guess that's fine. You know what I mean? I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. One of my favorite Halloweens ever. Um, I was like 23. I just moved in with Ali and this Halloween, you know, so I think it might've been something in my adult life. Cause this one was really fun. We, so I didn't know, I'm never good at costumes. Like I'm never, I don't, I just don't, I, like I said, I just don't see the, like people spend so much money and time on like this one thing when it's like, well, what are your goals for the next year? You know what I mean? Like, it's just so odd to me. And I know that that's like, I don't know, maybe that's bitchy, but, and so I had this blue wig. I had this blue wig. I had these wings and I had this little like blue outfit. Right. And like, I had all of that from like previous years, high school even. And I was, I actually just threw away those wings today. Um, which if you're counting, I bought them probably 22 years ago. And then when I was 23, I wore them once and I've been moving with them. And I tried to wear them for my new job on the Zoom. And I tried to put them on the first day and, you know, 20 year old wings, they don't, they basically just like crumbled in my hands. And I'm like, I've been carrying these around for 20 years. So I threw those away today, which is really funny. But I, uh, and so Ali and I were going to go to this party and I can't remember his costume. Oh man, this, he, he, he hates when I talk about this story, but it's one of my favorite. It's so goddamn funny. Um, so he and I, he was like, we're going to go out and what he was going to be. So I knew of a party and we're going to go to this party. And it was with all these people I knew, uh, that I worked with. Right. And he, it was, the, I can't remember. There's been so many scandals with Congress and, and fucking, you know, uh, Senate, like senators, like there's been so many political scandals in the last, you know, 20 forever. Right. Because I can't remember there was some Senator or something that was sending like dirty texts to his like 15 year old pages, which are like little boys. Right. I can't remember with our emails, they just uncovered all of that. So he was one of the pages. So he like dressed up like a frat boy. This is probably highly inappropriate now that I look at it, but dressed up as a frat boy and then just kind of ripped his clothes apart. And then had, he had this whole plan where he was going to, he had all these post-its that had actual quotes from what the Senator was sending to these kids. Right. And he was going to hand it to people and be like, I'm that guy. Right. It was a pretty clever co- costume. Cause it was like, it rocked the like political world. Right. It was like, I don't know, right when like MySpace and like the internet, like right when like, people were getting in trouble for shit on the internet that they weren't really getting in trouble for before because there was no technology, right? So it was kind of a big deal. The problem is, is Ali gets shit housed. Now I've known this man for almost, almost, God, almost 20 years. That's fucking crazy. I've known him a long time. We have drank in a lot of different situations. We have drank, we have gotten in f- drunk fights. We have cried. We have 
thrown up. Like we have been through it all. This is by far the drunkest, maybe the drunkest I've ever seen anybody. Um, I have a picture that I used to make that used to be my MySpace profile or I think it was like my first Facebook profile picture of Ali. Ali was like (laughs) throwing up at this party, like wandering around. People were grabbing me and they're like, your friend is is like falling down the hill. He's now passed out. And I'm only laughing because like it just so I took a picture of him. And I mean, he just threw up. It was so this guy that I was like kind of off and on seeing, um, took him home while I could stay at the party. He took him home and he comes back and he's like, I just, he's like, I put a big thing of water next to him in a big bucket. And then he like puked in the bucket and like filled it. So I had to like empty the bucket. This guy like took care of him, which is really, I mean, and that guy that I was kind of off and on seeing, he was not. This was probably one of his few shining moments where he was a nice guy. Other than that, he was, he was really damaged. He was just, you know how I like him. I'm working on that. I'm working on not liking damaged men, but I had a fun Halloween that year. I don't know, man. I guess I don't have to overanalyze it. I just don't really like the day. I just, I don't, I don't like costume parties. I don't. So I'll be bartending this weekend and then Monday, well, I'll be in my apartment doing nothing. I actually don't know what I'm going to be doing on Monday, but you know what I mean? Like I just, I, I just, and I guess it's okay not to like a thing that a lot of people like. There are people that hate Christmas. You know, I don't, I could take or leave Christmas. I love Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't really love what's behind Thanksgiving, but I do. Thanksgiving was the first holiday that I learned. I didn't have to spend like when I moved out to LA, I learned I didn't have to spend with my family. Like I didn't have to go home to my dad and deal with all that drama. I could just be like, now I don't go home for anything unless I want to. But back then, like not coming home for Christmas was like a really big deal. And, but Thanksgiving, it was like, well, you can't come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas because that's only a month apart and tickets are, you know, however much they are. And it just doesn't make any sense. And oh man, my first Thanksgiving out here was rad. Uh, But that is a story for maybe November. I think I told you guys that last year on Thanksgiving. Happy Friendsgiving. But so it's Halloween and I do not know. I don't like it, but I guess that's okay. I don't have to like it. I don't, I don't have to like anything, I guess. Um, so I'm going to tell you ready for your poop scoop. No one has sent me a poop scoop. I would really like a poop scoop. Uh, if you don't know what that is, if you're new to the show, please send me an email that tells me about a time you pooped your pants or came close to it or like had an embarrassing poop incident. I just love these stories so much. Real quick, when we were in, uh, when we were, before we go to the poop scoop, when I was in the in-person training, so the, the manager trainer, I don't know what his, I, I really enjoyed him though. He's a cool dude, but he, um, he said, nut instead of butt or something like that. And he goes, and we're just listening. He's talking. He's like, Oh, I accidentally just said butt instead of hut or something. And I could not stop. Like I out loud laughed and like all the adults, which is everyone in the room looked at me and was like, and I was like, Oh man. And the reason why I laughed, I don't know if I, okay. So years ago when I was, when I worked at ING direct and I was quote a sales, a liability sales rep. I don't know. I'm using air quotes. I actually was that. I just, it's just silly to me now that uh, I, I went to an office five days a week with a with a badge. I needed to sign in places and, and I wore like a suit. I didn't actually wear a suit. I found these yoga pants that sort of looked like a suit, like suit pants. I don't know if it, probably people knew they were yoga pants. Um, but you know, when I was like 24 and 25, 26, I don't know. I was around that age, but 
one, I wasn't doing very well at the sales part. And by the way, I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson if I'm enjoying what I'm doing. If I don't, then I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Get your, get the savings account if you want. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? So I wasn't doing very well. And this guy, Otto, he was like one of the managers. He's like, well, I'm going to listen in on one of your calls. <laughs> I might start laughing really hard right now. This is one of the funniest things. He's like, I'm going to listen into one of your calls and see what, you know, give you pointers, see what maybe you're not doing right. You know, like well, maybe might help you sell some more liability products. And I was like, cool. So first call he listens in on, they call in. So the job was like, people would call and ask questions about their account. And then your job was to cross sell them, right? Like sell them. Like, so they would, you know, they'd call and be like, I'd like, to set up a savings account. And you're like, would you like an automatic savings plan? Whatever. And I, I honestly don't even remember what the, I think you got some sort of monetary compensation, but I remember looking at the monetary compensation and I was like, that's not very much, not as much as like the effort would be right. Anyway. So Otto sits down. So they're supposed to call in. So this guy calls in and his name is Terry Barry. Terry Barry. And I don't, I, 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 he was like, hi, my name is Terry Berry. And I could not stop laughing. I was like, Mr. Berry, what are you calling me for today? I mean, like, visit, like, audibly laughing hysterically, like, almost crying. And at one point, I couldn't even say anything at all. I was laughing so hard. And Otto was just staring at me, mouthing, what the fuck are you doing? It was so bad. I was laughing so hard to the point of tears. And you know when you're, when you're not supposed to be laughing at something or like you're the only one laughing and then you realize how ridiculous he looks so then you laugh even harder. So I, I, it made me laugh even harder. The more weirded out Otto got, the harder I laughed. So then he had to take over the call and then we get off the call and he goes, what was that? And I was like, oh, I, really, I really think it's funny when people's names rhyme. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, that guy's name was Terry Barry. Come on. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, send in your poop scoop stories to, uh, K Y M K R A L S P A C E at gmail.com. Kim crawlspace at gmail.com. Send me, yeah, any of the stories. You can write them out. Roger, I'm looking at you. We all know Roger. Roger has some of the best stories, and he promised me he has like three more that he's writing out. I know he has a lot going on, but Roger, God damn it, I know you're listening to these because I can see what parts of the country people download these at. It's either you or probably the Dickersons. Who knows? Or maybe someone else that lives in Columbia. So if you want to, here's your poop scoop. This is an old one because I haven't pooped my pants since I... In a while, actually, though. I haven't put my pants in a while. I shouldn't be as proud of that as I am, but I am. I'm going to tell you about the first time I put my pants as an adult. And I don't know when the last time. I think this was the very first time, one of the first poop scoops of Crawl Space. I told you about this. So it's been like two years. So I think it's okay to recycle again, right? So I was, I was in the valley and I had some weird enchiladas, this broad made, I don't know, I, I can't remember her name. She was one of my first friends when I moved out here, but she didn't like me very much. I was actually friends with her boyfriend and she didn't like me because she was like in her thirties and I was like 20, like all those friends were like in their thirties or late twenties and I was like 22 and like, hi, <laughs> but she hated me. Uh, but she made these enchiladas. 
Uh, she made these into, well, I don't know if she hated, but she talked to me like I was a fucking idiot all the time and she made these enchiladas. And so then I'm driving home from the Valley going to Santa Monica where I live, which was like, I don't know, like a 30 minute drive, 45 minute in traffic, maybe an hour, but there's a stretch on the 405, which is the freeway you take that has no exits. And I had to poop. It just hit me. It went straight through me. And I had to poop and there was no turning off. Like I couldn't pull out and like go to like a gas station. Like I was stuck on this freeway. And I don't know if you've ever had to like poop so bad that you're like, what can distract me? Like I'm literally sitting in the car. I'm like, roll up the window, roll down the window, turn the radio on, turn the radio off. Think about something, scream out the window, call someone. Like I literally was like, what can I do to make this stop? And then this voice in the back of and voice in my head just quietly said, this is happening. And there was a towel because I was swimming at this, this broad's house. This towel in my back. So I grabbed the towel. I wrapped myself in it and I shit my pants. And it was like, I know I always ask you guys like the consistency of it all. It was diarrhea and it was a lot of it. But it wasn't like wet. Like it wasn't like, like, yuck. <laughs> like sometimes when I'm telling these stories, I'm like, this is why people send you so many poop their pants stories because you get so graphic. But it wasn't, it was like, solid but not like solid do you know what I mean like it wasn't like I wasn't like peeing out of my butt but I wasn't like pooping like normal it was just like a big muddy mound disgusting and so I had these little green shorts on and this black tank top which was sort of my go-to outfit at the time I loved those shorts and you know what I can't tell you I remember telling people I threw them away but I don't think I did uh, I think I just watched them and then was just like just lie and say you bought new ones I think but I don't remember I think I told so many people I threw those away that I start I sort of believe it in my head but I know myself and I know I would have just watched them because like going and finding another pair of shorts like I don't like to go shopping either I know Halloween and shopping the things I don't like um I was raised by a dude, guys. I was raised by like a hippie dude who like, if you wanted pants, you'd go to the mall to get pants. You wouldn't just, like when my friends, even now, they're like, you want to go shopping? And I'm like, yeah, what do we need to get? I'm like, I don't know, we'll just browse. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. I don't want to do that at all. But if we're like, we need pants, you go to the store to get pants. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I, I don't think I threw these shorts away, but I've told enough people that I threw them away that I, I maybe I did. So I pull up to the back. I lived in this like this like apartment that was like a, you know, I lived in like a bachelor studio, but it was like this, it was, I think it was like an old sorority house next to UCLA, but there was an alleyway. I pulled up, I wrapped myself more in that towel and I like shimmied to my apartment, right? So none of the poop would come out. Like, I don't know if that's shimmying, but you know what I mean? And I open the door and I get into the shower with the towel, with the shorts and I, with my car on, you know, the hazards on in the alleyway and I just sit in that shower and I cry and I cry. This is way before I knew it was acceptable to find this shit as funny as I do or be as open about it as I am. And I cry and I cry and I swear to myself, I will never tell a fucking soul. This is my secret with myself. No one can ever know. I think also it's pretty new to LA. You know, it's like a year in pretty new to LA. I'd only had a handful of friends and I was kind of cool for the first time in a lot. You know, last week I talked about what the, you know, when I was cool in college, but this is when I was like real cool. You know, nobody knew how weird I was yet. Um, now I own it and I love it. But like, so I pro, oh, hi, my little, my little angels walking in the room. Look, honey, I got you a treat. Um, and I cry. And then, you know, I change, I go out, I move my car, 
And I'm like, I swear to God, I'll never tell a soul. And then like, I don't know, a month later, I'm drunk with my, my best friend, Sarah. And I'm like, I've never told anybody this. And I'm going to tell you now, you have to promise. And I do this long, dramatic, like never tell a soul. And then I tell her the story and she goes, yeah, you've told me that like four times. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And then I, she was the only one I think I told, right? Until I started stand up. Like eight years later, I start stand up and I had a story. I had a joke about pooping your pants. I never in a million years thought like I was like, I'll never tell my own, my own story. I was at the John Lovitz club in Universal City Walk, which is no longer, but it used to be a big club in Universal City a while ago. I was in that and it was a, not sold out, but the bot, like there were like three levels and the first level was completely sold out. So it was like packed at the first levels, probably like a hundred people, right? And I asked, and I had a story about pooping your pants as an adult, but I was never going to tell anybody mine. And I told the joke a few times about, you know, adults pooping their pants without, and it had gone over kind of well. And this night, I think I have the video somewhere. I wonder, like, it's like you're told not to show your first year five of stand up on the internet because you're not good enough yet, um, which I foolheartedly agree with. But I... I, if I have it, I'll put it up on TikTok just because it, it was it was the first time. So I I asked the audience, as I always do, like who's pooped their pants as an adult. And this girl very proudly up front went, I have, and then quickly realized that no one else was going to yell, I have with her. Like I think she thought the whole room was gonna be like, I have, and then she got horribly embarrassed. Like it was like immediately embarrassed. And I learned early on in standup as, uh, as an attractive woman, you, you, you have to disarm that, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's so much true now, or if I'm just, I'm, I've done it for so long that I don't have to consciously go on stage and disarm that. But like, if you go on stage and you immediately start making fun of the girl in the front row as an attractive woman with a microphone, you look like a fucking asshole and no one is going to like, the, you need the audience on your side is what I'm saying. And so she was so embarrassed. And the only thing I thought I could do was be like, yo, you're not the only one. And I, oh, I, uh, she's my, my little kitten is doing, oh, she, I, there's a lot of places in my apartment she can like jump up on. I get like watching these clips to clip them up for TikTok. I get so distracted. Like, I, I don't know how you guys listen to this. Like while I'm watching it, I'm like, stay on point crawl. Um, so the only thing I could think of in that moment was to make her feel better by telling this story. And so I told the story on stage. And then once it was like, it did really well. It was like, really people laughed and it was fine. And I was like, Oh, and you know, they were on my side the rest of the time. Cause instead like, or I could have like humiliated this poor girl, but it was so funny. Cause she was like, I have. And then after that now, you know, we're off and running. I have a whole podcast where I talk about this as openly as I do. I talk about all of it as openly as I do. Um, so that's your poop scoop. Send me yours, please. You know how happy it makes me. KimCrawlSpace at gmail.com. And now we're going to tell you why I'm one lucky broad. It's going to be the same. It's going to, there's been, I mean, I'm maybe not. I'm one lucky broad. A lot of really cool opportunities are coming up. I, as I, as I, you know, not necessarily in my career, but other stuff that's going to help me support my career more than I ever have been able to. Um, because, you know, when the start of the pandemic, when all the bars shut down and I mean, my, I was unemployed before the bar shut down cause my nightclub had shut down as you guys know, uh, for remodeling. So I was like way on the unemployment train before, but my plan after that was like, I don't want to go back and work at a place 
that I'm scheduled every week and I have to show up at these times and I have no say in when I come in. You know what I mean? Like I, the amount of opportunities I've lost over the years of just the fear if I don't show up for this bar shift because no one will cover me, but I booked this big job or I have this huge audition, like the amount of thing, the amount of opportunities I have missed out because I was so scared it wouldn't work out if I didn't just like take a leap, right? And so at the beginning of 2020, before the world ended, I was like, I am going to figure out a way to pay my bills and not bartend at like a bar or a, a restaurant or a nightclub, whatever that looks like, right? And, you know, it, it's, it, the, you know, obviously there was a lot of unemployment that was really helpful through the first year. And then, you know, and then I, you know, I worked at a bar for a while, but I think I'm finally starting, I work for a company that I do bartend events, but it is like, do you want to work this event? And you're like, nope. And they're like, cool. Like, it's not like if you don't, if you're unable to do this event, like I called out, I worked the uh, pride weekends um, in West Hollywood, or I was supposed to. And I worked the first day and Henry had just gotten diagnosed with his cancer and he was not his, his, you know, his, uh, medica medication wasn't kicking in yet. So he was like under the bed and, you know, just under the bed. And, I worked two days and the third day I called out. I was like, I can't work. I, like I could justify this if I was going to make a lot of money. Like, but my best friend is under that. And I'm so grateful because I got to come home and just lay under the bed with him for a day. And, but I wouldn't have been able to do that had I worked at like the nightclub that I sometimes fill in for. If you're just like, Hey, I can't come in. They're not like, they're like, Oh, you don't have a job. You know what I mean? And like, and there's just the more I say no to that kind of stuff and yes to stuff that scares me and is different than what I'm used to. The cooler shit is coming my way. You know what I mean? Like the more I'm willing to like let go of how, how I've always done things, the more awesome shit is coming my way. And I really, I guess I need, I, I'm glad I got to say that out loud because I have been a little afraid lately of these leaps that I'm, that I've been taking really afraid, really uncomfortable, really afraid, uh, just, you know, crawling out of my skin, uncomfortable, but I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I have this shit coming my way. I'm lucky. New opportunities are coming new random crap, like not crap, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to, I host trivia <laughs> on zoom and hopefully soon in person. You know, I just got my in-person big box of like supplies. I'm so excited. The Britney Spears mic is here guys. And I'm going to try not to wear it out before I go to my first event. I am so excited. Uh, but I'm just one lucky broad, man. A lot of cool things are happening and I'm overwhelmed and I'm scared, but I'm like, I always say, I'm just going to chunk it down and one step at a time, one day at a time. And I, I'm lucky to have that and this. Uh, so that's the episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope everyone, by the time you hear this, this is a couple of days after Halloween. I hope everybody, if you enjoy Halloween, they had fun and that you find something to do with those costumes. I don't understand the day. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's your episode, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, you know the drill. Um, I got a book if you want to get it. I have a Patreon if you want to sign up. It's all on my website. I'm going to start posting my TikToks again. I got a little overwhelmed in October, but you know we'll be back at it again because I love posting those on TikTok. Um, yeah, follow me on everything. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Patreon, everything you need to know about me is on the website or you probably listen every week and you know. And um, I think that's all. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, be safe. Be kind. See you next week. Bye.
space, 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 space.